Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day, and we're going to talk about how to avoid um, complacency and a lack of consistency. And so I just got done having some conversations about that. So in my mind, it's hot off the press. And, you know, so I was talking to some folks in our business that have extreme potential. And they've shown in the past, you know, this is, I'm, I'm talking about a sales organization. So, you know, I, I was talking to some people that in the past showed that on a good month, if they're pushing, they're, they could do $50,000 in, in business, in personal business themselves in a month. But then if I look at the months surrounding that, oftentimes after that or before that, there's a major drop down to 10000 or 5000 from 50000 And so when I'm, when I'm looking at that, on one end what that shows me is here's the person's potential. Right. And then on the other end, it's like, what the heck just happened? You go from one point, nobody can beat you or you're in the top tier of everything. And then the very next month, there's 50 people that beat you and you're not in the top tier of anything. But your potential and your capacity for greatness is extreme. And so that's what we want to talk about today of of how can that happen why does that happen? And what, what do we do to, to, to stop that, you know, from happening? And so I think the first thing to, to go back to is to, to not treat the symptom and to treat the illness. And so in order to treat the illness, we have to sit down, meet with that person and say, what is your true vision here? If, if you tell me that your vision is my goal is to make 30,000 in a month once a quarter and the other two months I, I would like to take off. And so I only really, you know, it's 10,000 a month. That's a, that could support me for three months and I work real hard one month and that's my vision and that would give me enjoyment and that's what I wanna do right now. If that's what, if that's what somebody wants to do, there's two things that I would do, one, is I would make sure that's what they want to do. And I would say, okay, if you, if you fast forward your life five years from today, what do you, what do you want out of that life? And if, and if they say, man, I want to, you know, buy a nice house and I'd like to have my spouse not have to work. And I would like to have X amount of dollars in the bank, or I would like to, I, I try to visit with them of what do they see five years from today? What would they, want. And if that is a big vision, then I'm explaining to them how that starts right now. It doesn't start five years from today in order to get that done. You're doing that right now is if you want a great schedule five years from today and you're telling me, man, five years from today, I'd like to be able to travel. I'd like to be able to uh, be home at a decent hour. I'd like to be home by five o'clock most days, not have to work weekends. Then I'm explaining to them the price that has to be paid to earn that is that you're going to have to work really hard right now. And I try to connect the dots 
as to what it is that they ultimately want with their vision. Some people don't know how to create a vision. And so I try to sit down with them and make them think further down the road. A lot of people only think short term. Uh, can I pay my bills today? So I made 30 grand in a month. I'm 23, 24 years old. My bills are only 5,000 for the month or 3,000. Why would I drive, you know, myself? So there's, there's two ways when people say, well, you know, people use the term a lot of they're only, oh, it's all about the money for this person or they're, they're the money, you know, they're only doing it for the money. They use it for people that push themselves sometimes and buy nice things or like nice things and people will use that. But I think you could also use it for people that lack motivation once they make money then doesn't that tell you that it's that 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 it was all about the money because once i make enough money i don't work i think the person that's filled with the bigger purpose and mission even when they make a lot of money they don't stop and they don't stop and it could look like they're greedy because man you just made all this money why are you still working and a lot of times the people that are still grinding is because it wasn't all about the money they already got the money then why are you doing what was deeper than the money? It was, it was, I wanted to be number one in my category, or I wanted to be number one in the office, or as a competitor, I wanted to be number one for the company or for, or for my team, or I wanted to make my three people that I'm leading number one. So that kept pushing me. That kept pushing me. I wanted, I wanted to make them number one. I wanted to provide for my family. And so it wasn't about me. It was about what can I do for my family? It's, it's about what can I do for others? And what can I do to motivate myself? But the first thing is a person that's going up and going down, they're lacking motivation on a monthly basis. So if I look at three months and you crush it for a month and then you don't crush it for two months, you're lacking motivation to do it. The only thing that changed was your, was your motivation level. And so you got to look at yourself and, and ask, why did my motivation level change? And then the, the root word of motivation is motive. And so you got to find enough motives for that person as a leader or for yourself as an individual, as many motives as I could possibly think of. I make a list of things that'll keep me motivated, man. I got to prove the haters wrong. So-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. All right, put them on the list. All right. I got to retire my mother. I want to help my grandmother. I want to give my, my wife the option to, to work or not to work. Okay. There's, there's another thing on the list. Uh, I want to win MVP. I want to be number one. I want to be a go-to player. I want to donate to my high school. I want to start a nonprofit. There are as many things as I could possibly think of on that list. When my mother's too old, I want to be able to take care of her financially and, and physically. I want to be able to be there. You make a list and then you look at that list and you constantly remind yourself that the things that you're doing today is what's going to get you what you want tomorrow. And oftentimes people don't start getting motivated until it's not too late, but the, but, but the price is more expensive, right? So could you imagine if you could buy real estate that you knew was going to go up in cost that if I buy it for a hundred thousand today, I know five years from today, the thing's going to be worth $400,000. You'd want to buy as much as you could, because it's going to quadruple in price. 10 years from today, that thing I bought for 100000 is going to be worth a million. It's going to be 10x, 10 years from today. That's what happens with your time. 
So when, when I see somebody that's 23 years old and they're lacking motivation because they're not connecting the dots that over in a blink of an eye, talk to any old person, they'll tell you how fast time goes. Nobody could stop father time. Right now the time's ticking. Sands and hourglasses is, is coming down. And so 10 years from today, the price that you got to pay now when you're married and you have children, now the price you have to pay went way up. If I want to five days in a row, I want to work till 10 o'clock at night and I got three kids that are eight, six, and two, I miss bedtime. I miss reading to them. I miss homework. I miss practice. I missed all these things. Right? I miss time with my wife, whatever. I got to work on the weekend. Okay, so the price is sky high now because what people don't understand is you can't hate the player, hate the game. The game of business says, I don't care how old you are. I don't care what age you are, what sex you are, what beliefs you have, what gender. It doesn't matter. Only thing business wants and, and cares about in success is do I pay the price or not? Now, the price for you at 35 is going to be more expensive than the price you could have paid at 22. And so I'm trying to get across to people now that are 23, 24 years old. And I'm telling them that the, the, the price, you're, it's like buying it as low as it can go right now. You're buying real estate. You're buying time cheap. Because the sacrifice you got to make right now is just, oh, I can't watch the game. Or I can't go hang with my friends. Or I can't go for happy hour. Or I can't sit and play video games. Or I can't. That's not a huge price to give up. When you're giving up, I'm working and I'm missing my kid's game, that's a big price. I'm working and I'm missing date night with my wife, that's a big price. I'm working and I can't get time with my grandmother, that's a bigger price. When there, The price gets bigger the longer that you wait. So the cheapest the real estate is ever going to be for you to purchase right now for your future self, for your future life is today. And so if you can think big, dream big, look at like, what does your life look like? Give me the ideal life for you. What car do you drive? What car does your spouse drive? What house do you have? What school does your kid go to? Do they have any extra tutors or, or coaches or anything like that? What vacations would you like to go on? What, what places do you like to go to dinner? What places would you like to frequent dinner how much would you like to donate to your church? How much would you like to donate to others? If you're able to write all that out and look at, just look at what that life would cost you and then figure out how much money you would need to live that life. That tells you, oh, I better start setting aside 30 grand a year. So by the time I get there, I have X or I better start setting aside 50,000, 100,000 a year. So by the time I get there, I have X. I better be putting in the work now because I know how much I got to make in order to live that life. And if you think you're just going to go make it once, once you're already, it's a, the price just went up. Right. And so, so you got to check your motive. Now, if, if a person tells me like, look, all I really would like to do, and they're honest with me and say, look, my vision 10 years from today, single, don't care about the house. Not a huge deal to me long as the car runs, it's okay. I don't need to go out to eat. I make my own food. To be honest with you, the, a happy life to me is if I could make 5000 a month and not have to work 
that much at all and I could do the things that I want to do, I'd be happy. I'd put a different game plan together for that person. So that, that, that's the person I could work with and say, okay, if you want to work hard as crap one month and then not work hard the next month and then work hard one month and then not work at all the following month, we'll set a game plan aside. We'll still save you 50 grand a year. And at the end of 10 years, we're going to have seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars set aside for you. If that turned into 10% interest, that that's 70 grand a year, 80 grand a year, you could live on that principle right there if that's what you want. I'm going to coach that person that way to that. No problem. Nothing wrong with that if that's what their vision is. The the issue is when you talk to somebody in 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 they're not real. So if they say they want it all, then their actions have to align. So you have to look at yourself. If I'm out there and I'm looking at myself and I'm saying, "All right, I'm one of those people that I jump high when it's time to go. When it's game time, my vertical leap in business is not many people could jump as high as I can jump. But when it's not a contest going on, it's not a push month going on, it's not a big con it's not a big thing, my production drops way down. That that right there is the habit of a never was, could have been. That's the guy or girl that you hear about that was the playground legend the high school athlete that could have been the best in the world. And then you watch people that played on that same team over a five-year run, 10-year run, have better careers that weren't drafted as high, didn't have scholarship offers like that, but they continued to maximize their effort. The people that, that their potential is a seven or an eight, and on their great days they play to a seven or an eight, but on their bad days they still play to a six, that person is going to beat the person at their potential as a nine or a 10 and they play to a nine or a 10, but on the off months and days, they come down to a two or a three. And so that's the difference between a could have been, could have been the best thing that never was and the, and the person that wasn't given that potential the story of the walk-on turned scholarship. The walk-on turned defensive MVP in the NFL. The cut from my high school basketball team to six-time NBA champion. The person that sucked at 10 years old like Kobe Bryant didn't score a point in the summer to one of the greatest of all time. That's the difference. The difference is consistency in the process. And so you yourself have to have a come to Jesus, a wake up call, if that's you right now, and you need to ask yourself, what do I want out of life? What do I want 10 years from today? What do I want five years from today? Are my actions aligning with those things? How much more time am I going to waste? Am I being outworked? Am I being out coached? Like, is some, am I more coachable than everybody else? That's the first place you got to get you, you, you got to get competitive is I want to be the most coachable person out there. I want to be the most coachable person on my team. When, when, when somebody asks about the best work ethic, I, I want my coach to say this person got the best work ethic. If your coach can't say that you work the hardest and that you got the best attitude and you're the most coachable, you're leaving points on the board.
you're leaving points that should be on the board because that's easy money. Being the most coachable person costs you nothing. Being the hardest working person, that's a given if you want greatness. The greats are always the hardest working people over the long haul. The person, that, the person that's talented today and they don't put in the work, that, that person 10 years from today most likely won't be a Hall of Famer and most likely won't play to their potential. Maybe they had a good career, but they should have been the best to ever do it. Maybe they had a good career, but they didn't make the Hall of Fame. Maybe they had a good career, but they never won a Super Bowl. The, the, the people that do that, those are the ones that are inconsistent with their behavior and they get passed up by people with less potential because that person with less potential is outworking them, being more coachable, and being more consistent. And, and, and greatness is consistency. Every year in the NBA, every year in the NFL, every year in the MLB, every year a team below 500 beats a team that's really good. Every year. So if the worst team beat the best team, or if somebody that's not that good beat somebody that's really good, that means they played to their potential one game. If all things were went, if they made every play, that, that's like their potential. The other team could have brought their potential down. They could have brought themselves down below what their potential was, and it could have been a perfect storm. But the great teams... Those are the ones that are good all year long. The ones that make it to the national championship. We just saw the, the college football playoff committee come together and pick the top four teams. And you see a team like Georgia, who was number one in the country, lose to somebody that was number seven or number eight. And then Alabama gets in and Georgia is out. Now, I know there's a lot of uh, different opinions of this stuff, but the analogy is one loss, one inconsistency can kick you out. To the teams that beat some of those teams already, their record might be they might have three losses. They weren't consistently that great to be 11-0, 11-1, 12-1, 10-1, whatever it is. Consistency is greatness. It's the team that... that the Super Bowl will be coming up pretty soon. The playoffs will be coming up. So the playoffs come out. It's the team that was consistent that made the playoffs. And now let's see who could be the most consistent because every team is good. So you can't say, oh, I just had a big month last month. What do you expect out of me? I just played Alabama. What do you expect out of me? I expect you to go ahead and beat the next person. Because if not, you won't be the national champ. Uh, I just got done beating the Seattle Seahawks. Now you're telling me I got to beat the Steelers. Now you're now I've just beat the Steelers. Now you're telling me I got to beat the Chiefs. I just beat the Chiefs. Now you're telling me I got to beat the Eagles. Yes, if you want to be the Super Bowl champ, you got to consistently be great, consistently be consistent every single week, plan up to your potential. And if that's exhausting to you, there's a quote that goes above our door before you come into the meeting room and it says it's exhausting to be great. If you want to be great, be prepared to be exhausted. It's exhausting to be great. You got to exhaust yourself 
everything in you. Nothing more painful to watch than people that don't exhaust themselves. If you're going to get beat, let it be because you gave it everything you had. You left no stone unturned. Don't give it to them. If you're coaching somebody like that, you got you to gotta go right down to the root of it and ask them, make sure that they understand clearly what is their vision, what is their why, what motivates them. Make sure they're telling you the truth. Don't tell me that you got a million-dollar dream with a, with a minimum wage work ethic. Be 100% honest with me. Do you want to be a Hall of Famer? Do you want to win a world title? Here's what it's going to cost you to win a world title. Here's what it's going to cost you to be a Hall of Famer. Or do you, t or do you, can you be honest with me and say, right now, all I really want is to make a hundred grand and to be left alone and see if I could do it in 25 hours a week. Be honest. Your job as the coach is to get them to be honest with you, to know that you're not going to judge them and be mean to them because their vision might not align exactly what your vision is. You can't make them have the same vision that you have for them or for you. So my job as a coach is to find out what is it that they truly want and then connect the dots for them on how being consistent, how doing this is going to get them what they want and make sure that they understand that. And I remind them of that. And then I genuinely try to get them to accomplish those things that they want. That should help with the levels of consistency or inconsistency. It's not a talent issue. It's a focus issue. Stay focused. You know, a lot of times coming up, you got to be able to do more than one thing at a time. So in our business, it's like, I get overwhelmed because I got to recruit, I got to train people, and I got to make sales on the come up. Right? Yeah, a football team has to play defense, play offense, and they have to play special teams. I know. It ain't easy. Be great if we could just focus on one. In mixed martial arts, you got to be able to stand. You got to be able to strike. You got to be able to wrestle. You got to be able to have jujitsu. You got you to be able to have takedowns. You got to have takedown defense. You got to be able to hand, handle yourself on the ground. You got to be able to handle yourself while you're standing up. Mixed martial arts. It'd be great if you only had to focus on one. But if you want to be great, you got to focus on at least three. And so if I got the greatest offense, but my defense puts up just as let's let them put up as, as many points. Then and so in our business, in, in your business, you probably have there's like three things you got to focus on. And it can't be an excuse. So how do you do it? You put a schedule together and you say during these hours, I'm going to focus on this one task. During these hours, I'm going to focus on this one task. And during these hours, I'm going to focus on this one task. Key word is focus. And I'm going to stay focused in discipline during those hours to do what I already premeditated. I already thought about what I wanted to do with my time in advance. Now all I have to do is carry that out with consistency. And, and, and this is why you got to love the process because you can't have an emotional attachment to the result all the time in the process because if you mark down those hours and you put your time into that and you're doing it and then you don't see the result next week or the week after that's what stops people from being consistent because they haven't fell in love with the process and they haven't learned to trust the process that's why you hear people say trust the process is that that means that do this do the work do the things in the process 
even when it doesn't pay off quick enough for you, you have to trust it and continue to show up knowing that good things are going to pan out for you. And then when obstacles arise, look at that as a way to separate yourself from the competition because there's no man or woman on earth that won't see rainy days. There's no man or woman on earth that won't see distractions. There's no man or woman on earth that won't see death. There's no woman or man on earth that won't see adversity. And so what happens if, if you have your time of adversity, death or distractions or illness or whatever it is at a different period of time as somebody else, don't think that all these people just got it so sweet and you just got it so bad. Your period of time is now their period of time is coming or it just came. And so if I can handle my adversity and obstacle, well, when it's my turn, eventually when it's their turn, if they don't handle adversities and obstacle, well, that'll be your advantage. That'll be your edge. So at every point of your phase of the process, there's going to be difficult things that you have to do and overcome and difficult decisions that you have to make. And everybody's going to have to go through similar things. It just may not be at the same time. And so what you got to tell yourself during that process is during that moment of if I pass this test with flying colors, if I go all in, if I handle this, get over this adversity, this obstacle, this person ain't going to make it. These people ain't going to make it through. If there's 100 people, you ever have hard times and you're like, man, I don't know how many people that could have went through that. That's the good news because when people come up to you and say, yeah, I'm going to beat LeBron James. I'm going to beat Michael Jordan. I'm going to have your job. I'm going to break your records. If you would have went through all these obstacles and adversities and, and you know what you had to do to get there, in your head you're thinking, good luck, brother, sister. You better pack a lunch because nobody gets a free pass. They're going to have to go through obstacles like you did. They're going to have to go through adversities like you did. They're going to have to go through hard times, down times, rejection, illness, sickness, sadness, death. They're going to have to go through all these things and keep on ticking. Keep on ticking. And so what that is, is that becomes your toll. That becomes your pay rate to get into the next level. Your pay, your toll to go to the next level, if it's an extreme price, the good answer, the, the, the good uh, news is that there won't be a lot of people that are willing to pay that price that are going to come to the next level with you. So that means that there's not a lot of people there at that next level. And anytime that you, you, you have a lack of supply, you have more demand, which means you get paid more brothers and sisters. So once you get to that next level, you've separated yourself. There's not a lot of you up there. So now you get paid more because people couldn't run the gauntlet. They, they tapped out. So if you're going through stuff, understand that is your toll. Pay your tolls, pay your dues. And as I close out, just so I can interact with some of you, if you heard this and you heard what I was saying, Tag me on Instagram, tag me on social media, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, wherever you, whatever platform and tag tolls paid, tolls paid, hashtag tolls paid and tag me. So that lets me know that you're listening, lets me know that you're feeling what I'm saying. And, and, and in addition to that, if there's any special uh, things that you would like for us to cover in the grind cast, if there's anything special that that we could do to help you or any topics you'd like us to touch on, 
uh, send send a message to the media team, send a message to myself, send a message and let us know, and, and uh, we'd be glad to get back to you and maybe uh, see if it makes a list of topics, okay? Uh, if you found value in us today talking about how to not get complacent, how to separate yourself from average, um, share it with others. We don't make money on this. It costs us money. So all, all we're asking to do is, is to help and impact more people. So could, could you share this message with somebody that you think could benefit would be my ask uh, to you. And uh, holler at us. Comment, like, comment, share, all that stuff. And we appreciate your time once again in the Grindcast studio. So thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. <laughs>